pleasure to be with you today, Amachada Patel. You're an actor, you're a director, you're the lead playing Warman in Ron Howe's Disney Plus Willow. Yes. You are leading in uh, Amazon Prime movie 15 Love. You... I'm not leading in that. Oh, you're not leading in Okay, thank you for that. I'm heavily involved. Okay, good. That's good to know. <laughs> Uh, you've done lots of television. You sort of mm. you've built your way up. You're 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 um, you're also in a sci-fi film, True Love, which sounds extraordinary. Yeah. You were in Sex Education, The Windsors, yeah. and you're one of the leads in Dashcam, which is directed by Rob Savage. Yeah, you should come everywhere with me. But you, <laughs> it's good to have. That. I'd love to actually. <laughs> it's better than IMDb. No, but you 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 seem to be. <laughs> someone who's incredibly busy and we've worked mm. together this morning and you've got an incredible spirit you're creative you're open to collaboration and it's just a yes. joy to just joy to meet you oh thank you it's a joy to meet you too lovely to see you now collaboration is key in any industry right it is no it is really it, it really we all rise together and i yeah. think that's vital and, yeah. and here at mr feelgood what we've done is we've designed these 20 questions mm. that get to the heart of who you are so i'm going to jump right in and say Go. who the fuck are you you just read it all out. So, uh, <laughs> who am I? I don't know. Uh, I think I think I'm a born collaborator. If we're going to go existential with it, mm -hmm. I've always been some form of creative, whether it was making models or collages or puppet shows or you know short films. And I think everything I've learned over the years of doing what I do is that I I just enjoy collaborating with people. So I'm maybe a facilitator of ideas, and I don't know. My best work I think is done with other people. Right on. Born collaborator. Right on. And you're an actor and you're a director, obviously. Acting's the nicest way to collaborate with someone. You, know, oh. you bring someone's characters to life in a way that they sort of sometimes see and sometimes don't see. That's the beauty of it. Right How are you feeling right now? Right now, I am feeling, uh, yeah, good. I've had a really productive morning. It's been nice. I'm feeling valued because it's lovely to be here and validated. Um, I've got an engagement with some friends this afternoon, which is going to be nourishing for the soul. So, could could be worse. Um, where did you grow up, and what was it like? I grew up in a mixture between sort of north and east London, um, but with grandparents in West London. So there's like a big Punjabi Sikh community in West London. So I would sort of have this tie back to these like Punjabi roots when I was there with my grandparents but then I also grew up in sort of North Highbury and Hackney East London so that was a sort of much more multicultural upbringing um, and my grandma was always based in Hackney as well my, my paternal side so it's like a very cross London multicultural upbringing. Amazing. Right? Yeah very lucky. Super, super the best cool. of all the world. Super cool. Super mm. cool. Every cuisine. Amazing. <laughs> do you cook? I do cook yeah. Oh, awesome. What excites you? That's a big question. I know it is, but hey, what excites you? What really switches you on aside from collaborating? What's what makes you feel just in the moment happy? In what? Oh, music. I mean, I'm, music is. I have a. I need a constant soundtrack, mm -hmm. and it, I find that I often emote to myself through music. Do you use music, and when you sort of? I used to be in a band, yeah, and I do make music and play music. I was in a band called Strong Asian Mothers. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's me and the other, the, me and the lead singer, and another one of the collaborators. His mum and my mum were friends, and that's how we met when we were three and four. And both of them are Asian women that sort of in the eighties that were outliers of their kind. Right on. So we set up this band called Strong Asian Mothers, which was just a big party band, right? Really, just like very rambunctious, enjoyable music. Um, 
And that's like a way of expressing myself. That's kind of a, where I honed some of my performance abilities before I became an actor. All right. It was just being on stage in front right. of thousands of people at festivals. Amazing. And having to entertain them. Amazing. With music they've never heard before. Okay. <laughs> It'd so, be interesting. And, and do you use music when you're preparing for a character? Is that something yeah. at all that Absolutely. you engage? Yeah, well, I'm writing a film right now with a friend, and we the, one of the first things we did, we've been talking about is a playlist of inspirational music, and then there's another dystopian project I'm working on right now that I'm sort of writing myself and I've just been going through dystopian songs. I, I just think music is a great way to find emotion if you are trying to... So is. What scares you? Spiders. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're one of those. What's the, what's the word for that? There is a word. Arachnophobia. That's the one. Arachnophobia. Yeah. Um, what yeah. else? I don't know. I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I... Uh, this might sound really tragic, but being alone... <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm like quite, I think as a personality, I'm like quite an extroverted person, meaning mm -hmm. that I sort of take my strength from being around other people. Right. And I feel like I have the best to offer when I'm with other too. human beings. I do too. So often when I have a lot of alone time, I have to do a lot of work in myself to like justify why it is alone time and accept that other people are not going to be around or that I'm going to use oh. it for work. But it can be a little bit scary when you're like, that's your, you know, your, your own uncomfort zone, I guess. No, I get it, but yeah. I think, but you do seem, I mean, just, you know, I spent the morning with you and you mm. do seem someone who's obviously thrives on the collaboration and the company of others. And yeah. I relate to that a lot, um, but also you see, there's a stillness about you and a grace about you that I, I would think you, you might have to, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's the way it works. You've got to do what, yeah, it's very what you do. Yeah. So what is your proudest achievement thus far? Whoa, proudest achievement thus far. Oh man, that's, a, that's these are big questions. I know, I told you. <laughs> proudest achievement, just proudest achievement thus far. Glad you didn't look at the questions as well, because it's no, it's nice to be surprised. Yeah. I think. I mean, I've had some really, I've been privileged to have some amazing achievements. I guess, like, I'm not going to say being an, act, an actor, but but I think becoming a fully functional like <laughs> adult. <laughs> <laughs> at that point in my life where everyone is supposed to have everything together. It's mm. kind of scary. And when I look back on it, I sort of left university and I've been a freelancer ever since I left and I've mm. dived through multiple different careers and, and you know, elements of the creative industry. But was thinking about it looking back and was like, I never missed rent. I never found myself in a crisis. I always found work and mm. I had, and, and, and I was talking to a friend about it and it's, sometimes it's hard to keep going, mm. but in our friendship group we've all been quite successful. Mm. And I think the proudest achievement was just believing in myself mm. as an investment, rather than like squirreling away a bit of money every month and living a sort of frugal life. Mm. I would spend money on like a wig for a video or a mm. silly costume mm. or a camera or going out for a drink with someone who might help me collaborate in the future. Like all these weird things I used to think I was wasting my money on were actually investments in myself as a creative person. Mm -hmm. And now that some of those things are coming to fruition, I'm like, I'm really proud that I believed in myself. Absolutely, man, that's yeah. beautiful. That's the way it should be, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, that, and I once built a bay window for oh, my house. All right, I'm leaving, that's okay. way and too... And that was one of my proudest achievements. Wow. It's on Instagram somewhere. Has it? Is yeah, it? I moved into my new house and I built a bay window with a bookshelf in the front of it. And I You built it as in you made the frame as in, the like, yeah. No, as in you a, put it in? a bay window sofa, sorry. Oh, okay. As in oh, I that's built impressive, a, okay. Yeah. That's impressive. I was pretty proud of that. And it was like the most popular video I'd ever put on Instagram, which is <laughs> kind of sad because I was supposed to be an entertainer. <laughs> but, it was the, but you're a joiner. But, but I'm a, I'm a carpenter. Like, Harrison 
the 40s too. That didn't he, was the, he, was, he was 34 and he started acting. He was yeah. a carpenter. And, There's a lot of parallels. And, and Kevin Costner as well. He, <laughs> didn't he's, know that he's, about a, oh, he's a brilliant joiner. Is he really? Yeah, no, he is. Which is sad, but... <laughs> no, it's great. It's amazing. A friend of mine bought his house and... Uh, the cinema room where we go and watch movies, he did. It's extraordinary really? with the cabinet for his Oscars. There you yeah. go. So it's a good it's thing like to have. Build my own cinema I mean, that's well. the thing about being an actor as well. You, you take on all these different, you get immersed in these different mm. professions. And I think yeah. that's kind of wonderful if you want to do it properly. Yeah. And you get involved and you learn these other skills which can always help you. Well, I have a degree in production design. That's okay. what I studied okay. as Very a qualification. Okay. So I was always car carpentry and prop building. So yeah. So what's the hardest thing you've ever had to do? The hardest thing I've ever had to do was... Face off with a spider. Probably, yeah, probably face off with a spider. <laughs> who, who was an actor. An actor <laughs> was a spider. The hardest thing I've ever had to do... Um, let's have a think about this. One of the hardest things I've had to do was, was apply for a mortgage. <laughs> That's a nightmare. <laughs> no one should have to do that. It's like a trial... Especially now. Yeah, especially now. It's like a trial by fire, oh, really. Man. About my partner at the time I was buying a place with is like just gave like three pay slips from like three months okay, of work and really I was like, yeah, like can we have twenty nine tax returns? Can we have your oh, birth certificate in triplet? Okay. Oh. Can we have proof that you can walk? Can we, like all yeah, the jump? Yeah. So I've been paying rent for ten years. That was pretty hard. Okay. Probably not the hardest thing I had to do. Well, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. Um, who was your greatest mentor and what did they teach you? Who my greatest mentor. Have you had one? I don't know if I've really had one. I wouldn't say I've had a mentor, but I have had a collection of very influential people in my life. Mm -hmm. They've all taught me a myriad of lessons, you know, both my, all, 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 I mean, I sadly didn't mean my grandfather on my paternal side, but both my grandmothers were sort of widowed, relatively young in my life, mm -hmm. and were pretty strong fig matriarchal figures. Mm -hmm. Same with my mother and, and you know, Amazing. my auntie, both, and I have a stepmother as well who mm -hmm. I love deeply and like, there's a lot of strong female figures that were matriarchal in my life that were mm -hmm. quite influential and a lot of that sort of like diaspora Indian mentality is about perseverance mm -hmm. for the sake of like, you know, success rather than because it's duty. Mm -hmm. Those kind of mentory ideas that come from my family I think are quite important and then some of my mentors are, are really just friends of mine. Like a really good friend of mine is a guy called Mikey Please, who is now an animator, part of a duo called Parabella, and they just made a film called Robin Robin for Netflix, mm -hmm. which was nominated for an Oscar last year. And he's only a couple years older than me. We were at university together, but his driving force to be creative. Right. And I've worked with him over the years in a myriad of different ways. And right. That, uh, like whether, whether he mentored me or not, he's always been a figure yeah. of like, inspiration yeah. they had lots of friends in my group I think yeah you, you, it seems that that's an ongoing thing because you started at the beginning saying mm. your friend group is incredible support to uh, I guess you are to each other I, th I think so I think yeah. you know there's some, some of us are photographers some of us are directors some mm. of us are actors some of us mm. are theatre producers right. but like, we've all been artists for a long time we've all been part of you know all met at Wimbledon or Campbell or College of Art or mm. Kingston but like We've all just believed in ourselves right on. in these really crazy worlds, right and now we're in our sort of like early to mid thirties. We're like, we actually did it, guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, how did this happen? Yeah, you know, no one's like, I'm an accountant, which yeah. is nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but like, yeah, we yeah. all stuck with what yeah, we wanted to you, do. You, what you wanted to do, what you felt. Like mentored each other, was. I guess. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. That's what it feels like. And I often think about university. Like, I went to university, got a degree 
qualified, you know, were first in production design, then left, and no one ever asked me what, what I got for, for a degree, right. ever, in a job. Right. And I was like, well, what did I learn at university? Yeah. And I learned some technicality, but really the friendships I made. That's it. The, that, was, that was a melting pot. That was the glue, that was yeah. the thing. Yeah, that's wow. beautiful. Um, who are your fictional and real life heroes? Ooh, fictional and real life heroes, that's what I can do. Fictional hero, I mean, he's not really a hero, but I'm obsessed with him. Um, Nemo. Nemo? Nemo. Captain Nemo. Yeah, okay. 20,000 Leagues Under the yep, Sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like a bizarre and strange presence who adds so much, like, tension to this story. Right, okay. I always wanted to play him in something. You, you. <laughs> I would love to be a Nemo. Um, not Finding Nemo. Totally, yeah. totally different. Yeah. I also have a, a deep love for um, the character Hellboy. Oh, God, yeah. In the comics. And this oh, is an yeah. odd one, like, both the films... All the films of Guillermo del Toro one and the David Albert have been good, but the, the funny thing about Hellboy for me is that if you look at this weird world, he is like a demon who's come to Earth and is a sort of paranormal detective, and he looks like the weird one. Mm. But if you read the comics really deeply, you'll see that like everything else in the world is weird, and he's the only sane one. Right. And everyone else is talking about a mythological creature, and he's the one who's like, damn it, I knew it! He's the one who speaks like a human being. Right. I kind of love that element of like being centered for being loud, but also being the normal person. Right. Um, what about real life heroes? Real life heroes. Ah, uh, God, the, yeah, these questions really, the main issue is I'm worried about saying something and regretting it. Mm. You know, like, I don't want to accidentally say Trump. <laughs> no, I'm not oh. going to say Trump. Real life heroes. Well, you don't heroes. have to say it if it comes to you later on. I don't know. Later. I mean, I think any any artist who's like persevered through their career, like, like Joni Mitchell, like Joni Mitchell, is an incredible musician and, and voice of emotion. I'm a huge fan of Joni Mitchell. Jeff, Jeff Buckley as well. Yeah. Like, I love musicians. In terms of like actors, I'm a big fan of people like Sam Rockwell, yeah, yeah. Oscar Isaacs, Tilda Swinton, those guys mm. are like, they, they've had these careers that are like spanning years and generations and they play these interesting roles and they manage to be able to do these crazy interesting things. Irfan Khan as well, one of my favorite Indian actors, yeah. he was um, probably most famously was in Life of Pi, but, mm. but he was also in Darjeeling Limited, he played the dad of this little kid that, that dies in the river mm -hmm. in the performance where he has barely any words, like yeah. he's an absolute, hero when it comes to a motor. Oh, and that's something when you see that and you feel he that makes you cry just, just by watching about it, it yeah. it's so moving it. yeah that kind of performance is okay what is your favorite item of clothing in your wardrobe uh, my favorite item of clothing clothing my wardrobe is this like zebra print-esque long jacket that is sort of actually dark olive green but with blue stripes it kind of looks zebra greeny and everyone is always like where did you get it from and it's from top shop oh right on yeah so r.i.p you really are an expert aren't you you've got some balls you've got some boldness to be able to go and wear that wow, well I, brilliant. it's interesting I, love it. I think ever since i was like 16 17 i discovered my identity within myself I've always been someone who dressed loudly and grew my hair out and had nails coloured. And it was not because I was trying to fit into some sort of subculture. I just felt it very important that I broadcast to people before they even met me right. that there might be more to me than what they assumed about me based on a stereotype. Yep. So my loudness of dress and extroversion comes from this fear of being stereotyped right just on. because of the colour of my skin. Right on. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, what music did you love age 13 and do you still love it now? Oh man, age 13, I'm gonna go for like new metal. It was like Slipknot, oh. 
<laughs> was that an oh, is that? <laughs> no, it's just you blew my mind. I wasn't expect that. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I love it. Not, okay. Deftones, right. System of a Down. I mean, I, I grew up on a diet of the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and then lots of Motown from my mum. Mm. My, my dad was the Beatles. Fleetwood Mac as well, like yeah. early Peter Green Fleetwood Mac. But when I was 13, like the first thing I got into was heavy rock and right. metal. And now that's the only music I can listen to at the gym. Oh, yeah. that's a good place I've to listen to. I've tried yeah. to listen to like Pumpy House. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want to hit angry people. Oh. <laughs> angry people. And you still listen to it, obviously, at the I gym. love it. Okay. I, yeah, I was listening to it yesterday on the bike. Oh. Yeah. Um, what is the most inspiring book you've ever read? Most inspiring book I've ever read? Um, I've read a few. One that, really, one that is really inspiring to me, not because of the message, but because of its scale and what it tries to achieve, is another, is my friend Mikey, who I also referenced, he, he recommended it to me, is The Buried Giant by um, Ishiguro. Okay. Um, he wrote Atonement. And, okay, yeah, of course, um, yeah. Yeah, the, the Buried Giant is this bizarre fiction book set in sort of Arthurian England about this mm. middle-aged couple trying to get to their son. Mm. But the, the metaphor for the Dark Ages is that everyone has this illness where they can't remember anything mm. long-term. So everyone mm. has a short-term memory. It's just creepy and eerie and when, strange. When did you read that? I read that about six years ago, I think. Because you kind of, your careers, you seem to be going into a lot of that sort of territory <laughs> in a I've way, all, isn't it? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go deep into this, but I've always been a fan of, of Celtic, Gaelic, English mythology. I find it surprising when people are like, Eastern ideology is so interesting. And I think that England has mm. lost a little bit of its connection to its Celtic pagan roots. Mm. And so Arthurian myths and legends and things like that, they, they're really interesting uh, to me. Fascinating, yeah. Um, what is a movie that left a lasting impression on you? <laughs> Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. And that's probably, I know it feels quite obvious to say, but it's definitely one of my favourite films of all time. Okay. It's got everything. It's mystery, it's got horror in it, it's an action film, it's got strong female characters, it's got strong male characters. It doesn't have to have a love story. It's about, about a guy trying to be a dad, mm -hmm. really learning what being a dad is, and it's fine. What, it's, is, the, what is your favourite word or saying? Ooh. Oh, is it? That's a good one. Thank you. Because it sums up everything. <laughs> no, it's funny. Well, this is going to sound so pretentious, but one of my favourite words is petrichor. Oh. It's just a nice word to say. Petrichor. Yeah, it's, it means, what? Well, it's the smell that comes off the earth mm. when it's just rained. Oh, I love it. But then it. I heard another one the other day. Petrichor. Petrichor, yeah. But then I heard another one the other day, which is chrysalism. Oh, that's nice. As and well. that is a word that describes the tranquility of being indoors when it's raining outside. Ah, tell me again, what's it called? Chrysalism. Chrysalism. Yeah. Chrysalism. Almost like a chrysalid, I, I guess. Like a chrysalis, yeah, yeah. coming out, the butterfly. Yeah, beautiful. That yeah, there aren't enough words in the English that's language that sum up emotions. We have loads of words for things. Mm. So I love words that like sum up, sum up a whole sentiment. Mm. Chrysalism. The name of my first child. <laughs> they will be bullied. It <laughs> will be. Okay. What do you want to say? What do you want people to say about you at your funeral? Um, he wasn't boring. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, he died well. Mm. <laughs> he should have known that bomb would have gone off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess. Yeah, he should. Yeah. All right. Final quick five. Mm -hmm. uh, favorite car. Uh, what? What is your favorite car? A, like a, a vintage orange Volkswagen Beetle. Right on. My dad, my dad had one. My, I'm, where I'm staying, 
my host has his grandma's one from 1963 and it still goes. It's gone through three generations. And it's mint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mint. It's mint. We went out in it in March. Sports team. It was Arsenal, but I'm not really a football fan anymore. Okay. Doesn't have to be footy. Okay, Alcaraz, the tennis player. He's like 19. I think of him as a team. Because of all of his limbs and he's amazing. Meal. Ah, a slow cooked sausage pasta from the River Cafe cookbook. Mm. Two hours, eight sausages, half a bottle of wine, mm. patience, cream, parmesan, mm. probably a heart attack. It's, but it's worth it. But it's worth it's it. The right way to go. Grooming product. Devine's oil, non oil, is what I put in my hair to mm. tame the fiery frizz that is a result of being Indian. The clothing label. Clothing label. Um, there's many. I tell you what, I, I am a big fan of Vivian Westwood. Mm-hmm. I that love odd cuts. Yeah. And yeah, Vivian Westwood. And she was brilliant. And she is she brilliant. Her, she yeah. still is. She's kicking. My gift to myself after I wrapped Willow was, uh, was a Vivian Westwood coat. It's probably oh. the most money I've spent on anything. How much was it? I don't want to say that. Okay. I won't say that. Okay. I'll upset people. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I get it. And just finally, just is there anything that you'd like to talk about or a question that you haven't been asked before that you'd like to put a bit of attention to, but no worries either way. Uh, how are you? Um, you know what, I'm pretty great and that's kind of you to say so. It's yeah. been a mad bonkers couple of weeks, um, yeah. but I've been working and I've been traveling and that's I've good. seen my family, so great. I'm awesome. But what about you? Well, you, you, this has all been about me, so I thought... No, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I think it's really nice to have a publication that is interested in mental health. Yeah. Positive mental health, well, especially if, for men, because we, well, we don't talk about it enough, guys. We can be sad, and we often are. Yeah. And well, everyone else is sad. And if you think your mates aren't sad, they are. Yeah. Talk exactly. about sadness. I'm not sad right now, but I will be at some point. Because that's the nature of being a human. That's part of the journey. Up down. Yeah, okay. Man, for sure. Well, thank you for being with us. Thank, thank you. you for being for Mr. Fiegel. Bless you and all you it's do. It's been a joy. It has been a joy. Yeah. And I wish you a joy in everything you, you move into. Thank you. All right. Lots of love. Take care. Peace.